This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet that has the cojones mas grandes to bring you the information that you need to know about all things sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, and so forth. Hello, Julie. Hello, Christian. Hello, Mia over there coming at you from a split screen thing today because of technical difficulties. And I want you guys to do something for me. If I ever um, pound the desk and it wobbles a little bit, tell me to stop because that's a bad habit I have and I shouldn't be doing it. But I'm Dan Selke. I'm the editor of winneriscoming.net and I keep my hands where you can see them. Mia, how are you doing? Editor of dorksideoftheforest.com and winneriscoming.net. I'm doing good. I was like freaking out. I almost had my, I just snagged my microphone. So I was like, oh crap, <laughs> I need to hurry up and fix this before I say something, but it's fixed. Crisis averted. Yeah, I'm in a different location today, but still happy to be doing it. And, you know, hopefully I'll come back to a clean new bathroom uh, once the renovation over at my place is done. Lovely. And I'm in front of some windows, although you really can't mm. see. It kind of looks like a backdrop of um, the city, not the real thing, but I assure you, it's all very real. All right, Mia. So we have some, as always, uh, some juicy, delicious, just wonderfully scintillating things to get through today about what we care about most, which is, as usual, dragon space lasers and grown men who put on tights and go fight crime at night. Exactly. Um, we got to start today with the big news coming from Westeros, Game of Thrones land, House of the Dragon, La Casa de la Dragon. Um, we have a bunch, you know, they're still filming this show in Spain, in Caracas. I'm going to try to say that correctly, actually. But um, I'll have to look. And I, OK, this is the good news, Mia. I think that we are ending. We're coming to the end of the major cast members cast like every other week i you know, come back and tell you about a new person and here's what they do and here's their deal um and it 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 really hasn't ended there's a very big cast on this thing but i think with these four new actors we almost have like almost. Our, our our main players in place so, all right i hope well or do I hope? I don't know. I'm starting to like this big little happy family we've been learning about <laughs> or unhappy family. Ooh. Um, dysfunctional, different kind of family. <laughs> that works. Could I, 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 I always like doing this, Mia. Um, do you want to give us a little intro spiel about the uh, basics of House of the Dragon before I get into these specifics? Oh, gosh. Do I want to go into it? Absolutely not. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, then don't. Then forget it. <laughs> when I watch it, that's when I'll be the expert. <laughs> Okay, so House of the Dragon, set 200 years before Game of Thrones, about a war between two branches of the Targaryen dynasty. You got Rhaenyra Targaryen on the one side, who's her eldest child and only daughter of King Viserys. And then on the other side, you got Alison Hightower, his second wife, who has sons that she wants to be in the throne. And the big, we've met everyone. We've met who's playing Rhaenyra, old and young. We've met Alison Hightower, 
we've met the King Viserys. We've met Matt Smith, the King's brother, Damon Targaryen. Um, we've met Kristen Cole, Rhaenyra's angry ex-lover. We've met um, the, the Strong family, who she's Rhaenyra's sleeping with because her, we've met her gay husband, Laenor, and the Valerians, and they're a very powerful family. It's a lot of folk. We've met Myceria, kind of the master of whispers, of whisperers. We've met Rhaenys Targaryen, the queen who never was, who's married to, there's so many names, who's married to Corliss Valerian, the Lord of the Tides. But we're finally, we've met Lyman Beesbury, gets tossed at a window. We're like, okay. Folk we haven't met are pretty important. They're the children of Alicent Hightower, who is the Mm -hmm. second wife of King Viserys. Because remember, her whole deal is, I would rather Rhaenyra not be in the throne. I would rather my kids be on the throne. But we haven't met her kids. And even though they're all pretty important. And now the curtain has been pulled back. We finally meet Alicent's kids, who are big players. So let's meet them. Starting with, and I will definitely get to the other questions here in a second. Starting with Ewan Mitchell, who is playing Aemond Targaryen, who I believe is like the third born of uh, Alison Hightower and the king. Now, this guy is actually from the Last Kingdom. He plays um, Osfirth, the bastard son of King Alfred. I got his names all my thing. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I, I am not going to get tripped up today. So he like these actors are not giant well known, but he's good. I like him on The Last Kingdom. He's been in other stuff. Aemon Targaryen is the third-born son. He is the angriest, the most wrathful, the slowest to forgive, the best fighter of them. He isn't, he, this could be a juicy role. Mm-hmm. There's a scene pretty early on. We know will happen. By the way, but all these characters, or at least the two brothers, probably have like that younger version of them, like as kids, probably the kids. They're like in their early, late teens, early 20s, at the time of the big events. That's them. Early on, and we've seen kind of a hint of this in the trailer, there's this incident where Aemon Targaryen flies a dragon for the first time, but he, he wasn't supposed to. Like that dragon, he was kind of like, it was supposed to go there. It was too dangerous. And it was too important. And then some of Rhaenyra's three sons kind of like tattle on him and they oh. get into a fight. And Rhaenyra's oldest son takes out Aemon's eye with a dagger in a fight. And then it's a whole to do like Allison's like, well, you should take out one of her son's eyes then to the king. And he's right, like, I don't I don't like this. But uh, there's a rivalry. So he has. And so and, and that's how we knew who was like, he's wearing an eye patch on the set. It's like, OK, there's only one character who could possibly be. So that's a big point. He also has there. I, I won't spoil too much, but towards the end of the story, we're talking like season three or four or something. He has probably the best, m- the most dramatic scene in the entire story where he fights Matt Smith on Dragonback and Matt Smith leaps from his dragon onto the other dragon and they fight in the saddle and it's a whole thing. And do you think I I can't say anything more than that, but okay. Do you think we'll like actually see this scene play out? Because we know like they're bringing a lot more dragons than what we see in Game of Thrones. I think Julie oh, yeah. asked, she had a comment. She asked, I see Game of Thrones. Yeah, definitely. I've seen Game of Thrones. I've seen all uh, all seasons. <laughs> um, just, you know, this new stuff I'm not caught up in. So I kind of like, you know, this all being fresh and unfolding before my eyes. Um, 
but yeah. Oh, back to my original question. Do you think we will see this big, you know, dragon hopping battle you're talking about <laughs> happening in this, or maybe they'll like save up the budget with smoke and mirrors until they can build up to a scene like that. Well, I mean, that goes into like, um, they have the budget to do it now because they're starting at this super high place because Game of Thrones forced them to. We'll see it if they can get far enough. I mean, if the show tanks in season one, uh, we won't see it. Mm. But this is like later on. Um, I'm sure they want to do it. It's a good bit. Who doesn't want a dragon back thing where the one guy jumps from the other thing and then fights him? That'd be awesome. But uh, it'd, be, it'd be pretty late. So we'll just cross our fingers that they are able to get to it. As Stephanie says, like the John Wayne of GOT. Yeah, like a pouty, <laughs> thin, kind of angry, um, wrathful John Wayne. He's on the Iron Throne at one point when his older brother can't do it. He has a he has, he has a good role. This could be a good role for this guy if they pull it off. And speaking of his older brother, we also have we're a little we're a little less sure of this. We also have a uh, English actor Tom Glynn Carney as Aegon Targaryen the second, the older son of Allison and the King. So that guy's older brother. Mm-hmm. He's the oldest child. He's the one who is kind of directly opposing Rhaenyra. So Rhaenyra wants the throne. She's the eldest child and the only daughter. And then Allison's like, no, this is the guy that I want on the throne instead. My oldest son with the King. He's a bit more passive than Rhaenyra, at least at the start. He's a bit he, like, he kind of has the strings pulled by his mommy a bit. And his younger <laughs> brother even is kind of a, a, a bit more forceful than him. He's kind of callow. He's kind of sullen. He's um, known to not have a lot of uh, self-control, at least at the start, which uh-huh. again is fun to play. Like who doesn't want to play a sallow, sullen kind of like grumpy king who does like, but I don't want to be king. I want to yeah. go to my room. But he, 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 he grows into it. Yes. He is a, as Lamont says, lecherous, gluttonous brat. He's not the, he's not the best. He still makes some moves though. He, and, and again, important role because he is like one of two poles, basically, mm-hmm. even though it, it's kind of like, it's like, it, it's Rhaenyra versus Aegon, but it's really Rhaenyra versus the people who are kind of pulling Aegon's strings, at least for a while, but he's important and he lasts okay. a long time. And he also rides the dragon. Cause everybody at this damn story rides a dragon. <laughs> so, and I, I'm glad I'm almost a little surprised that they haven't, um, fronted him a little more <laughs> like these both because they're important characters but i guess that they're big moments they probably won't get to them in the first season because mm-hmm. they're a little later wow. okay ah, so you here's the thing it's like you're telling me about all this great stuff and it's like oh that is really cool but then it's like the pacing of this series you know it's like you both want to eat it up all at once and then also be like, no, but I also want to savor it and take it bit by bit. And uh, <laughs> I'm there's, conflicted. there's plenty of stuff that um, that tear the eye out. And then Allison demands the king tears it out comes in the first season. That'll be good. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> there's a, a really short clip in the trailer of the actress who plays Allison, Olivia Cook, holding a dagger and looking upset. And like, that's got to be that. That's got to be the scene. She's got to be demanding that the king like, well, he took my son's eye out. So here, pluck his eye out. Do it, do it, do it. I'm, I'm guar- I guarantee that's what it is. Ooh. Okay, moving on. Okay, we have one more. Let's... Technically two more, but as you'll uh-huh. see, uh, it's kind of one. Okay, the last two people we know are uh, twin brothers Elliot and Luke Titansor will play. Oh, not the names again. <laughs> that, no, 
That's their real name. Oh, that's their. Okay, back to are these guys British? Of course they're British. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to show you you think you're watching. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Elliot and Luke Kittensore, who are real people who apparently you just think are so funny you can mock them, are playing, uh, twi- I'm sorry, <laughs> are playing twin brothers, Eric and Eric Cargill. Oh, no. Now, okay, uh, right off the bat, Eric and Eric is the kind of thing that sort of works in print because they're spelled differently. Right. That probably won't work uh, on the screen when. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say probably change their names to like Eric Cargill and Bob Cargill, something like that. (laughs) Just keep it easy. (laughs) Keep keep it easy. Keep it easy. I could see maybe a pronunciation difference, like an Eric and Eric sort of thing. Not that it's perfect. Uh, I, I guess. But like what? What parent would do that? Like, who, who the hell would, and their identical twin sons, Arik and Eric, and the same last name, a sadist is what? Okay. All right. So we'll have Bob, Bob and Eric. We'll, 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 we'll see what they do. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, their deal is they're not Targaryens, not Valerians. They don't have blonde hair. Uh, they are both members of the Kingsguard to King Viserys, the old king who dies since <laughs> this whole thing. So they're like his part of his royal guard. And what's cool about them is that they have a thing. When the war starts, one of them joins Rhaenyra and the other joins Aegon. So you've got twin brothers, both fighters on opposite sides of a war. I mean, Mia, the dramatic possibilities. I remember there's I remember one story from the book where they send one to infiltrate the camp of the other. The logic being you're identical. They won't be able to tell you apart. And um, it. It, it ends messily. Uh-oh. <laughs> that also sounds like, well, how, how messy? Is it an, a straight-out bloodbath? Do you want me to tell you? I mean, like, I could just spoil uh, it. Well, well, okay, now that you say it, okay, okay, I'll leave it to the imagination. Dang it. <laughs> but again, I mean, just think about it. Like, can you see the dramatic possibilities of two twin warrior brothers both of them pretty good mm-hmm. guys they're not assholes that they're, they're they're decent people on taking opposite sides in a war and then you know having to eventually come to i mean come on that's oh, like that's dramatic okay no. yeah it is it is you know like two sides of the civil you know like the the yankee brother and the <laughs> confederate brother basically yes. torn aside i'm not sure who's yankees in this, in this uh, scenario <laughs> like torn asunder family versus duty just do, 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 do you go with your love or your your responsibility and yank back and forth Ooh. i mean there is possible the show is full of possibilities it has those grand sort of operatic moments the only question is whether they can kind of um dole them out in a judicious not absurd over the top way i think but uh it's very possible and with that, we're pretty much done, I think, with the main characters for the first season. There are others who come later, but for the first season, I can't think of many more folk, important folk, that we would be introduced to. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I can't even count. I've, I've lost count of <laughs> everyone who we've talked about, but I think eventually it'll all round out. Like, I've, just today, I was oh, yeah. thinking about um, Eternals and, like, how many characters are in that cast. And it's like, oh, slowly but surely, mm-hmm. I'm remembering the names and obviously who plays them. But 
I know I will get it and I know I will remember, especially because, you know, there's going to be so much more being released uh, up until whenever it comes out. Yeah, it's going to be intense. And uh, this is a good comment. As Stephanie says, she works in labor and delivery. It's sometimes comical what parents do to twins. Stephanie, I am curious about that. Are you saying that, like, do you have any weird naming stories of, like, twin brothers being named, like, it's Don and Dan McGill? Like, because that to me would be... um, (laughs) I would just make them as different as possible if I had twin children. Wouldn't I you? think it's a shtick. Like, okay, so my sisters, they're, you know, they're twins. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, well, yeah, fraternal. So sisters, oh, okay. but yeah, don't look alike. But their names, you know, both start with B. They're Brooke and Blair. So they've got, you know, some of that huh. going on. Um, what I they're really fraternal, like. Though. That's fine if you're fraternal. If you're identical, I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah, that just makes it even worse. My favorite is um, I heard about one of our neighbors had twins and named their twins Clark and Addison, which is the cross section of Wrigley Field. I was like, oh, I kind of like that one. <laughs> that one is just creative. Again, That's it's not cute. like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would like to know some of these funny stories too. Pete and Pete. The most unusual one she's gotten is A, B, C, D, E. A, B, C, D, E for your child's name. Excellent. Just like you, 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 you just take the first five letters of the alphabet and call it a day. I wonder what their passwords are. <laughs> what's your password? Five. It's absolutely yeah. password. <laughs> there could be no other possibility. Oh that is a good one. How would you even say that? And yes, there, as, as being pointed out, there are other characters. You know, Emma Aaron, there are some Stark characters. We've met some, we've met some Lannisters. We met, met the twin, more, more twins. But um, we'll see how much they get into it. Absidy. Absidy. Oh, just, I, I don't want to cast judgment <laughs> on these people, but I, I, I kind of hate those parents. But um, I don't, I don't know them. Good for them. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on the new House of the Dragon folk who no. might, might be the last for a while? Yeah, we'll see. They all look like swell, swell people. I'm excited to see they the action. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Then what else are we talking about today, Mia? Oh, my goodness. So over the weekend, um, DC had their second annual DC Fandom. Again, not a next to Tadum, not a fan of these names. Um, right. Those are two dumb names. <laughs> yeah. I think Disney plus day has it right. Just keep it simple. But um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was kind of overwhelmed by the amount of stuff they put out and well, you know, like the flash talking about black Adam talking about peacemaker talking about, and then there's video games and all these other shows are, um, that they have are, going on. Like, the, you know, I don't really watch the CW shows, but I thought up first, we would just take a look at the Batman, which they released a full trailer for that featuring Robert Pattinson, um, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle Catwoman. So, I think we should just jump into it and take a look. Let's watch the trailer for The Batman. All right. So we have a dark. Okay. That scene reminded me of like that painting, you know, of like the diner. Oh, yeah, the diner. Yeah. Diner with no door. Yeah. It, it's, 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 <laughs> it's very classy. We have the Riddler played by Paul Dano. Dano. Oh, what's in the coffee? Is it, Ooh. is it FK? No, it's a question mark. How did he it's do that? Question. How? He's a barista on the side. <laughs> just do that. So he's the main guy then, the Riddler. They're going to try to it make looks... the Riddler question man threatening. Yeah. So there's Robert Pattinson as Batman. That looks like the CTA, doesn't it? Isn't it? 
<laughs> but, and he yeah, is growling they, I, up. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, they, I think the Batman did do some shooting in Chicago. So I was it like, did, yeah, that, yeah, those platforms look familiar. Um, we've got some, I don't know whose henchmen those are. It, uh, what do you think of Robert Pattinson's bat voice? I have to know. That line, I was a little surprised. I was like, eh, it's okay, but I don't know. I'm going to have to get used to it. Maybe better than Christian Bale. Oh, we had Selena Cow. Oh, Andy yeah. Circus. She looks good. Andy. And he's, yeah, hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. He's <laughs> convincing. I think it's fine. Uh, the bat voice, low, growly, kind of like ASMR whispery almost when I heard it. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually a fan of this, the score if we're yeah. picking things that we like. Yeah, <sighs> just all sorts of exciting, a lot of action. That suit is so bulletproof. Amazing for him. He's. That, that sounds a little dorky. I'm vengeance, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like his car. It's like a 1970s muscle car Cadillac or something. Yeah. Which is a, a weird discordant thing. It, it, it's 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 like a campy thing brought into modern day. Okay. Yeah. Turn off red stuff. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Did we say that already? As Commissioner Gordon. It is. So I'm, I'm happy to see him. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh oh, Dark Knight reference. Is that Ray Liotta? No. Oh, you didn't get rid of the 1970 Thunderbird. Nope, it's still on there. <laughs> it's red. Colin Farrell as Penguin. Yep. Thank you, Richard. It sounds like they're already overloading on villains before it even begins, but um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's another Spider-Man, huh? I mean, no. look. Well, that one feels purposeful. This one feels like they're kind of following the trend. My issue with it is that it doesn't... It, 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 it kind of... Do we need another like grim dark one? I think we had a lot of grim dark Batman. I know, and I don't know if I'm like, you know, if you think back to Tim Burton, and then you're like, okay, well, the other side of that would be like a campy sort of whatever the heck was going on in the '90s. But I think I can make an exception because it's Robert Pattinson, and I don't know. I've just had like a personal little Robert Pattinson uh, renaissance. I've just happened to. Oh, like sure. him a little bit more recently um it feels like he's rebounded from twilight i probably said that a bunch of times but um even though i like twilight you know it was still an era that was a little you know cringy and you're like uh you know who could ever recover from this and i think he's recovered i like what he's been in so i i really can't argue with what they're doing at least based on the trailer I mean, as Christian says, everyone, everyone, everyone is doing shooting in Chicago. It's just true. Um, they shot the Dark Knight here. I remember that mm -hmm, uh, back in yeah. the day. I mean, the real answer that no one will ever do, but I, I know it, is to not make Batman movies. Just stop it. Like, we already have a thousand. Cut it out. Do something new. I know it's not really an option for Hollywood, I... but that, that is the real solution. Like, oh, great. Another grown-up Batman. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. Mia, I, 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 I am so tired of fine. I'm so tired of fine. <laughs> Whenever I go to the theater to see one of these things, it's always just fine. I was talking to my partner about this. Um, yeah, it's just uh, Shang-Chi was so aggressively okay. And I'm afraid that that's kind of where I am. I might be out. I might be out of superhero stuff. Oh, no. It's possible. Maybe I'll feel for, better tomorrow. I hope so, because I... I don't know. I do feel like Batman just feels like one of those evergreen characters. Like he's got such a 
you can say fascinating story, you know, depending on how you spend it, spin it and depending on what part of his life you want to focus on all that stuff. So it just kind of it feels like everyone is going to want to have a Batman story to tell because they probably grew up watching it when they were younger and mm-hmm. always want to emulate, um, you know, telling a story with him or being him or something like that. So it's kind of I don't know. It's to me, it's like playing with toys in real life. Like, you know, I'm thinking about my brother he had Batman toys and then, you know, he's playing like Arkham Asylum, the video games and all that stuff. And I love it too. Like I, <laughs> you know, I usually am not always so overzealous about DC stuff, but I do, mm. I will admit I'll, I love me some Batman. So I don't think I can uh, jump off the bandwagon or anything uh, just yet. He is the most reliable get. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll come around. We'll talk about that some <laughs> other time. As Christian so. asks, how many 007 movies do we have? A lot. I mean, I didn't see the last one either. Did you see um, No Time to Die? No. Um, and yeah, I'm, see, that's the thing. I'm not a huge James Bond fan. I know there's a lot of you know people who love Bond and stuff, but that is the one thing that I can do without. I think the last one I saw was like Skyfall. It was a miracle I saw that in theaters. You enjoyed that one, I remember. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, you yeah. told me that song for nothing else and stephanie says best batman movie was the lego movie batman and i don't just really disagree that was a pretty good one i did see that one that was cute yeah i like that anything else stand out from you from dc fandom 2021 yeah i mm, see i was kind of tied i think i did a ranking like right after i because I, I did oh. not watch it live i didn't want to watch it live i was like it was like six hours it was really long um so i ended up you know just going back and watching all the trailers so um, the Flash was obviously one that we had seen, and I'm still not sure if I understand where they're going with this. You've got um, Ezra Miller is back as the Flash from the Flash, you know, you. and then there's some sort of plot about him being able to go back in time and revisit a timeline or something. And for some reason, he goes back to visit Michael Keaton's Batman. I, <laughs> that's kind of lost on me, but it's an excuse to get a thing people remember into a movie. Yeah. Michael Keaton is Batman and then draw in that crowd. It is weaponized nostalgia and I'm sure it'll be fun, but it's another (laughs) reason I'm having problems with just the whole thing recently. And I don't know why it's kind of creeping up on me. Will you see Dwayne, the rock Johnson as black Adam? Yeah. They shot a lot of bullets and he was fine. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that was my problem. And that, um, the Black Adam teaser. Here's the thing that I've been saying with DC, even though they've been, you know, they have some good ones, they have some bad ones. When they have these overpowered, um, I don't know if you want to call them an anti-hero or a villain or whatever, but when you just have these overpowered super beings, you know, it's kind of like, well, where are the stakes? You know, you kind of learn that in any kind of storytelling lesson, like what are the stakes for the protagonist? And, you know, if we can just shoot at him and every, you know, nothing's going to happen, then where will the story go? So um, I imagine it'll be cool maybe to see The Rock. I kind of feel like I I have an obligation to see all of his recent stuff, maybe minus the Fast and Furious movies, but (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'll watch it. I like Shazam. So maybe if it's a little bit like that, I'll watch it. Um, Which speaking of, they'll have Shazam too with Helen Mirren. I was like, oh, that looks cool. So that one I do want to see, Fury of the Gods. Sure. I'll go on a case by case basis with this stuff. Um, if, if it looks good, I'll check it out. But yeah. I am making um, no guarantees. Yeah, really. Um, um, 
I think that was about it. Aside from Peacemaker, we had talked about before, you know, coming from James Gunn, it'll be I think it'll be a little maybe refreshing to see him put his take on extending the DCEU. And it looked really funny. I was like, okay, this looks decent. It's not necessarily like the CW shows and they have to be tame or they have to have a low budget. You know, it's smaller. Um, It's coming out in January and looks like they put a lot of effort into it. So I will surprisingly be watching that. I will say that looks more interesting to me than any of the movies they were talking about. I just because because TV is better than movies. And um, yeah, just a a little more room to um, put your stamp on it and do something a little different (laughs) and uh, make John Cena a sad jingoistic tidy whitey wearing sad boy (laughs) whose father hates him. It looks like there's a bit more something to it, but um, all of it can probably just stop, I think. But sure. Well, it, yeah, I'll check it's it funny. Out on I, a case by case basis. I wrote an essay today on uh, Dork Side of the Force of All Places about DC. And it kind of made me wonder. I was like, you know, DC is this place where you've got like seven different universes, half of it is not canon or questionably canon. But it works like people are still coming back regardless of the questionable content. So that's something I published today. Like, should Star Wars follow in DC's footsteps? Should we, you know, expand into non-canon material, use the universe to just come out with a whole bunch of stuff? I know your answer is no, but it's something interesting. to I I mean, hasn't it already? What about like a Star Wars visions? Exactly. Yeah. So that was kind of the anchor point. I was like, well, if we could Ah. do visions, you know, what if we just do a a complete standalone movie like Batman, the Batman or Joker, where it's like, this has nothing to do with everything else, but we just thought it'd be cool. (laughs) Christian says no. When you know a Christian, you're on team me. All right. um, Anything else stand out from that? Um, I think that was about it for me. Um, I know we have Pennyworth on here. I don't watch Pennyworth, so I don't. Hopefully that's a good show. Maybe people are enjoying it, you know, coming up on season three. HBO Max going to bolster that. Um, and House of the Dragon, too, like it was um, kind of advertised as an HBO Max show. Yeah, it's it just cool to watch. Everyone's trying to bolster all of their um, content offerings and make their service one you can't miss. I read a quote recently about um the producer from the wheel of time. I want to curse here for just to cover your ears because it, it's a quote where he's talking about Amazon and he's uh-huh. talking about like, we're spending all this money on the wheel of time and the Lord of the Rings because the goal right now with all these streaming services and like the exact quote was something like, we have to have a show that makes you feel like shit. If you're not watching it, which is Holy just, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a very bald thing to admit, right? It's true. Yeah. It's what they're all yeah. trying to do. And it is good for us in the end. So yeah, let it ride. It's all good. You know what? I am watching Mia right now. What are you watching? And enjoying. I'm watching the new season, the third season of Secession on HBO and HBO Max. HBO Max. You know what's bad? It's like, I know that this inter-streaming service war is driven by all these kind of greedy money impulses, but I still have my favorites anyway. Like, (laughs) Like... I still boost HBO Max because of shows like Secession, which is um, very, very good. Was good in its first season, was good in the second season, and it's starting out strong in its third season. Story about, I guess, the kind of story I like, about an incredibly wealthy, powerful family, Game of Thrones-esque, who are battling each other for the top spot at this Fox News analog company they run, Waystar Royco. The CEO, uh, Logan Roy, played by the wonderful Brian Cox, who's been around for a long time. He's, he's been in tons of stuff, is, is kind of getting old on his way out. And everyone's like, Ooh, who's going to replace him? Is it going to be? And then, of course, you got all the characters. You have Shiv, the daughter. You have um, 
Kieran Culkin, who's like the smirking younger son, uh, Roman Roy, you have sort of the unhinged Kendall Roy, who Jeremy Strong won, won an Emmy for it, who has since yeah. kind of trying to take the whole operation down. That's the driving force behind the, sto- behind the show, behind this new season. You know what occurred to me when I was watching it? Like, Secession doesn't really do anything incredibly new or innovative. It just mm-hmm. does everything it does really, really well. Just like the writing is very strong and the concept is very strong. Like I, I said oh, before, yeah. like a, a good show needs to be good and needs to come along at the right time. And like right now, when billionaires are launching themselves into space, but just because they can, this is the <laughs> right time for a show about the excesses of the rich, of the super oh, yeah. rich. It, it, it is a good time for it. And then it has a great mix of like real drama, real stakes. His family could fall apart and tons of money is at stake. And, but they add in a lot of humor. The characters kind of have different sides to them. There's like Greg is a very popular character. Cousin Greg is kind of like along for the I ride. And does <laughs> um, he's kind of hapless and helpless, but he's still around. Uh, he's pretty funny. And then characters can crack jokes, but they can also be serious. They, they, they feel sort of real, which, which I like. Yeah. And the performances are all good. I have like my, my favorites. It does feel like watching Game of Thrones because it's like, who's going to win the Iron mm-hmm. Throne, basically? Who's going to become the CEO? Uh, it, it scratches that itch, but in successfully in a modern setting. I'm into it. I dig it. I know that you're not the biggest fan who kind of trouble getting into it, but anybody else out there who's interested, I would definitely recommend Secession on HBO and HBO Max. So did you get a chance to preview a couple episodes or have you only just watched the first one? I watched the one. I have a couple more to preview, but I wanted to talk about this before I watch the next one. So I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So no, yeah, no spoilers or anything like that. Cool. I'm really, I'm like, oh, if I can only kind of power through like maybe the first season and maybe the second season. Well, um, if, if, if you're the power through two seasons of TV, I think you've, uh, <laughs> it's not really worth it. Well, okay. Maybe the first. Uh, and if you're not into it by the early second, you, you, you check out. No one needs to make themselves watch that much TV if they're not enjoying it. Okay, yeah, that's definitely one of those, you know, make me feel like crap if I'm not watching it. I'm like, but everyone else is talking about it. <laughs> it's working. Get out of my it, head. Oh, they're, they're diabolical. <laughs> and I think it is going to be the new, like, Game of Thrones at the Emmys, too. That they awarded mm-hmm. best drama and best actor. I, I feel like they're going to they're, they're going to get into a secession rut a bit and just keep rewarding it over and over and over. As Stephanie says, definitely a good show. A bunch of connivers. There we go. Yeah, that's sorry. I, 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 and uh, Nicole says I tried to power through the first season, couldn't do it. My husband loves it. Yeah, it's not. It does seem to be a little polarizing, but I don't know. It clicked with me, not click with you. But that's the magic of TV. You have 30,000 other shows to be interested to watch if you uh, aren't into this. Are you watching anything, Mia? Or you guys out there, uh, Nicole, Stephanie, Kristen, you, are you watching anything? Gosh, I don't think there's anything new. We've talked about kind of having this dip in new shows up until November and, Ooh. you know, movies definitely. Um, I think I'm booking a screening of Eternals. They just had ah. the red carpet event for that. Did you yeah. see that, by the way, uh, I'll call them out. I think it was Variety, like spoiled the whole end scene for Eternals. Or mm-hmm. And then they had to, <laughs> Marvel was like, hey, could you guys not spoil the movie in general? That would be awesome. <laughs> Did Marvel say that? Um, one of the publicists said that. So that's kind of a big thing okay. if their PR person has to say that, like on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like I, I won't say what the big spoiler was, but like 
I saw that tweet from Variety and like a blue checkmark account and like it it looked like something a troll would post. But like, no, (laughs) you're you're legitimate and you did that? Okay. Yeah. Hope you like being yelled at. You're like, ban, you know, ban Variety forever. I apologize. Um, I happen to know someone at Variety now, so (laughs) I can't be that beat. But was it him? Were they fired? No, it's our it's our um, our dear old editor of culture. She's moved over to Variety oh, right, now. So, right. I, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you can't count the whole group as just one person. But that was a little strange. Um, but hopefully I'll be seeing it next week. So fingers crossed. It was fine. I mean, I don't know. Like uh, after you see it, we'll get enough topic. As we should says. put that in a lightning round. We should have. Oh, well. Um, but then, like, we couldn't talk about it. It would be like, and they did a thing, whatever. Christian, you finished What If? Did you enjoy it, Christian? Worth worth watching? As Nicole says, finished Chapel White. So did Luna Park and Netflix. I don't know Luna Park. I'll look that one up. And Stephanie says, Eternals is a must-see. And yeah, ugh, they'll get me back. They will. They'll get me back. I'm, I'll, 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 I'll go back for that. And they're making me. And of course, I'm seeing Dune this weekend. I'm excited for that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. That'll be on Friday. I, I have a whole Yay. thing planned. All right. Yeah, I'm going to like I said, I'm going to be catching it um, on HBO Max, but I'm hoping I enjoy it. And Julie finished Britannia. I am sorry we never ended up uh, getting a deep dive into that, Julie. (laughs) Is that coming up season four? I wonder. Yes, Christian, you enjoyed it. Good for you. Final episode was a nice tie-in of earlier episodes. Oh, yeah. I did. There were like things going around like they did. they, they just can't help from doing an interconnected universe thing, even in like yeah. their anthology show. They, they just yeah. can't not do it. it, it yeah, it is, I uh, wish they kept it separate and maybe waited like till season two. But I mean, it's it's brand new. So I appreciate the effort. Yeah. But again, plenty to watch, plenty to see. No lack of good stuff to take in. And I mean, there's so much we couldn't fit it all into the main body of the show. So we're going to have to go to the Wick News lightning, lightning round. round. Choo, choo, choo. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Technology. Ring light, folks. All right. All Let's right. See. Where we um, take 20 seconds to respond to some news stories we couldn't talk about here because they're bite sized accounts to keep you filled in. And it's bigger than usual because I couldn't cut anything. I just wanted to keep going. Okay. Um, I believe the first one is for me. It's like for you. So I'll read it. All right. Wow. FX cancels Y, The Last Man, before season one ends. What's going Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, Why The Last Man was a show on FX on Hulu or FX, just Hulu. Um, an adaptation of a, of a pretty big comic by Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrero about like an apocalypse, one of those again, where all the men die except for one. That's Y, the, the Y chromosome. You know, didn't catch on. Uh, it, they can't all work. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not in one of these, if you don't have this Brian promotion, you can't. Bye, why? All right. Mia, here's a story for you. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, noted actor, is taking a sabbatical from acting. What do you think? Oh, yeah. How sad. I mean, not really. You know, actors do this kind of thing all the time. Musicians, too, where it's just like, hey, I'm going to take a little break. And it's like, you really probably won't even miss him. Um, He just like wrapped a story. Um, Oh, God, this is awful because my apartment building is calling me right now. If I can get a little bonus time, um, I think that, hey, it's fine. And we'll see him again in Deadpool 3 and his other Christmas movie that's coming out. <laughs> Sorry, the the bathroom. I know they need to get that done. So I have to call them like in 15 minutes. Okay, I was going to ask. Like, <laughs> do you need to go away? I think we can finish. I think they'll be okay unless there's like an explosion or something. They'll call back if it's that bad. 
Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll get through them. All right. Um, go, go ahead. Okay. Oh yeah. This is your reading. Okay. Here we go. Amelia Clark will star alongside Michael Shannon in a biopic about Joseph McCarthy. Um, Kit Harrington will star alongside Meryl Streep and extrapolations for Apple TV plus. That's just fun. You know, two game of Thrones stars getting it. Um, Michael Shannon is a, is a big deal. Just McCarthy. It's, it's like prestigious. It's a biopic. Hollywood loves those. And then Meryl Streep with Kit Harrington in a show about climate change. Just uh, kind of good for them. They're moving up. Their faces are getting out there. I like it. You like it. We all like it. Maybe I'll go see it. We'll see. Um, Joseph McCarthy, McCarthyism. All right. That's one of the clock. All, all right, right. Let's see if someone comes in the apartment now. It's just like that. We'll see. I told everyone to be quiet, but I could, I'll do this next question. Let's go. I got it. Okay. 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 Um, Oscar Isaac wants to work with his space sister, Pedro Pascal on a movie or in something. Yeah. Yeah. This was really cute. Someone had just had asked him in this interview, like if you could make another movie or hang out with another like space Latino, that was really cute. You know, <laughs> would you pick, who would you pick basically? He's like, Oh, definitely Pedro Pascal. They have such a cute relationship as like BFFs. They're always talking with about each other and hanging out. So I would like to see them in something. I don't think it can be star Wars. Their two characters wouldn't match, but yeah. Who knows? All right. Oh, again, I want to check in. Do you need to go? <laughs> I, they haven't sent me anything back, so I think they can wait. Okay, press on. All right. Uh, All right. Here we go. Christchurch, New Zealand fires its official city wizard. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm serious. Okay. So there was a guy who was an official city wizard for Christchurch, New Zealand since the late 90s. This guy got paid a salary to be a wizard and they let him go. Why? Like they're going to get attacked by goblins, Grendel's. Witches spells, witches brews, mysterious father rolls over. He's mad too. He was like, what was he like? Google it. All right. Um, here we go. Oh, Disney delayed like pretty much all of its Marvel movies, like Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2, Thor 4. They were all pushed back. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, overall, so Marvel apparently was just kind of like, oh, it's just kind of a production delay thing. You know, it happens. I think Kevin Feige spoke about yeah. it, too. Just like, oh, whoops, you know, these stories won't, you know, it's only a couple of months that these are going to be yeah. pushed, except for Indiana Jones, which is like almost a whole year um, from one summer to the next. But otherwise, it should be no problem. And hopefully we'll get better spacing apart. OK, <laughs> here we go. Dan, the Wheel of Time showrunner got advice from Game of Thrones creator. Yeah, uh, Rafi Judkins with Benioff Dan Weiss, who's making the Wheel of Time, asked them, how do you make a giant fantasy show? And they gave him some advice to stick to your vision. It's very inspirational stuff, which makes sense. It's cool because that whole article I read was all about kind of they're so aware of Game of Thrones on the Wheel of Time set. They're so hyper aware of it because it's this giant shadow looming over everything they do. They can't not be. So it makes sense. They would seek them people out. And we and that felt and, really short. And it continues. Everything does. OK, <clears throat> Mia. Christopher Walken once auditioned to play Han Solo in Star Wars. Thoughts? Yeah, I found that quite funny. Um, he had just like casually brought this up in an interview, but he was also like, you know, it's not like I was the only person. He said there were like 500 people, you know, sure. could be an, ex- you know, an exaggeration, but it would have been funny if, you know, maybe this had changed <laughs> his career, something. you know, like never tell me the odds or, <laughs> you know, something like I've got a bad feeling about this, you know, with the hair and everything. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to do an impression. We got two. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Carrying on, Dan, uh, Squid Games become uh, Netflix's biggest launch ever. Yeah. 
I, I think I article today that it was like about 5% of the people on the planet have watched at least some of Squid Game, which is very impressive. It kind of just shows how like the Netflix model of just sort of throw everything at the wall and just see which sticks. Like it doesn't really do a lot of strategizing. Like when you're that big, it still works. Like people will find, and that'll be what you expect. Okay. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm hyped up here. All right. Uh, Mia, Tom Holland, noted actor says that Spider-Man no way home could be the end of the franchise. <gasps> Yeah, that was kind of strange. He was talking about, you know, filming and how everyone on the set had like this sense of finality to it, which was like, no. But I mean, then again, if you look at kind of all the other movies, they really haven't progressed past a third solo film for the exception of Thor. So um, if it happens, it happens. But I know it's not the end of Spider-Man and fans might demand more. So there will be more. Don't get too sad. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And. Lastly, we have a photo question. This is question. Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer in The Sandman. Yes, Gwendolyn Christie, Brand of Tarth, Game of Thrones, poster as the devil, old scratch, Lucifer, Lord of Hell in the Netflix show The Sandman. Good fit. It's moody. It's dark. I like the shadows of her wings there, which was an actual story title for, no, the, from The Sandman, I think. Um, I'm sure she will bring it. She can be kind of... Uh, uh, <laughs> You'll have to exactly. find out when it comes out. Exactly. Yes. I didn't realize those are wings. I thought it was just kind of like the way the background was. That's really cool. And thank you, Julie, for telling me to don't hit the table. Thank you. I appreciate that. Richard appreciates that. <laughs> the um, stress. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, Christian. Thank you for checking on me. I think they didn't leave me a voicemail or anything. So I think they were maybe just saying, oh, maybe they did leave me a voicemail. Hopefully everything should be fine. <laughs> Hopefully. But you'll, you, you can go find out right now because it's the end of the show. Um, and as y'all know, you can find us in podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. And if you want even more, take the black content, extra videos, extra articles, prizes, hit up the Wick Club here in this little comment or in the title description. And we are here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time talking about all this jazz on the winter is coming facebook page and the winner is coming youtube page thanks for watching as always we love you guys and we will see you next week bye-bye bye this podcast is brought to you by fansighted join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.